Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You've reached the High Fashion Hotline. Hi, my family's going to a concert in the park, and we want our style to be the main attraction. Rock over to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, right now get up to 50% off jeans from 15 bucks for adults, 10 bucks for kids at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Up to 50% off jeans for the family? That's music to my ears. Plus, now you can get in and out of the store in a flash with buy online, pick up in store. It's fun, fast, and free. Styles that take center stage and free pick up in store when I buy online? Old Navy, here we come. High Fashion, Old Navy. About 720 to 729, select styles only. Give me a break. That's what we're going to do, Michael. We're going to be like accountants now in baseball. Uh, what is it? The Pythagorean theorem. The Pythagorean theorem said that the Red Giants offensive line, that their record should be one in one. That's the Pythagorean theorem said that the Giants offensive line, that their record should be two and all. Quit it. It's football. I've been watching it for 40 years. 40. 40 years. Guys being dudes. What's better than this? Guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. I'm Joe Marino of NDT Scouting and FanRag Sports, joined by Kyle Krabs, who's the founder and director of scouting with NDT Scouting, also with FanRag Sports. We are your hosts here on a live edition of the Draft Dudes Podcast. Good to be back on the Instagram Live for a second Friday night in a row. Thank you for giving us your Friday night. Hopefully it's just because... You don't have something better to do, I guess, but uh, we're glad you're spending it with us. Kyle, what's going on, dude? Uh, obviously, people don't have anything better to do. 2018 NFL Draft on Friday night at 9.12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the good Lord's time set, uh, time set. So, I don't know. Yeah, this is a no-brainer, in my opinion. Uh, little, little beverage on tap. Joe's drinking... White Monster. White Monster. White Monster. Thank you. Um, if you have questions, start typing them now as a question mark. So, as we get questions, we will tackle questions. But Joe, uh, hard on the film grind this week. Who is somebody yeah. that stood out to you in a... Somebody that stood out to me in a good way. Oh, man. Um, I really like Justin Reed, safety from yeah. Stanford. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is a, a player that can do a lot of different things, and I love that in my safeties. I don't like guys that can only do one thing. And so I can play Justin Reed in the box. I can play him single high, split zones, and then what really got me excited was seeing him in man coverage and we got to see a lot of it a lot of reps where he was one-on-one with the slot one-on-one with the tight end and he really does a nice job carrying those routes uh super aware he's super physical and um you know in this safety class i know that you, you spoke on him a little bit on wednesday with 
the solo show that you did, but he just came to mind, man. He was the one guy that really popped for me this past week as I get, you know, kind of towards the middle, towards the end of the evaluations. You know, I'm not watching Minka Fitzpatrick anymore. But uh, right. I think that uh, Justin Reed really has a chance to be safety four, safety five for me when it's all said and done. Yeah, it's interesting you started throwing rankings out. Safety, Joe, I was telling you in the pre-show before we got on the air, uh, and we're getting a lot of minute, uh, that there are two position groups that I am completely done watching film on. And there are, hey, James, uh, and then there are uh, one more position group, running backs, that I'm going to be done by. Quarterbacks and safeties are groups that are done. So before we get the combine data on these guys, I haven't run any size scores, and I haven't run any athleticism scores on these guys. Justin Reed is safety four for me right now before the mm. combine. Uh, he's very, very well. Really like that ability to come down. Nice ball skills. You know, he's comfortable with his back to the quarterback, and you don't see from a lot of safeties. Obviously, Mick Fitzpatrick, a guy that has a background as a corner, pretty consistently best when they're leveraged over top of routes and things developing in front of their face. Dustin Reed has a little bit of an extra element to him to play some man-to-man and play physical in the slot. And, you know, as you said, that versatility, it gives you great flexibility as a defensive coordinator caller to know your personnel uh, it doesn't matter if the offensive play caller runs out a different personnel group you can stay with your base in some of these cases your safety just drop him down if you've got an extra receiver that you need to cover a pressure action now what about you you got to give us a shout out a guy that stood out for you this week oh man uh, ryan nall from oregon state it's fun joe I, I hit you up with the comp of uh toby gerhardt for him and i i get it you know white running back it's an easy comp it's a layup but no Specifically with Ryan Nall, where Nall used to be an H-back. Came out of high school to Oregon State, he was an H-back. Spent his freshman year as an H-back, and then transitioned to a running back. And when he made that transition, you know, you're expecting you know, a very linear guy, a guy that's hit the hole that's designated and not show a lot of flexibility. Not the case with Ryan Nall. I saw a lot of times where he pressed up in the line of scrimmage before making a lateral cut. He's not super spring in his cuts. He's not explosive. He's listed at 6'2", 37. So this is a big boy. And this is a guy that runs his feet really well. He takes contact really well. He's... Kyle, you want to uh, get the drawing done here or jump, jump yeah. into his questions? We've yeah. got a lot of good ones coming in here. Uh, hold on. Downing swag hat with our papers, right? With uh, I don't want to shortchange anybody. That one's going back in the pit. Uh, Alberto has a hot take. Duke Ajay for is a first-round player. He's got that shoulder labor. Take the wind out of the sails on that. So we are going to go ahead and dig in here. We're going to shush this around a little bit. So should I go top of pile or bottom of pile? Mm, right in the middle. Right in the middle. This is Rift Ball QB. Team is our dude. Congratulations to you. I'm going to stick this up here so I don't lose this. Is the winner of both Joe Marino's folio and Kyle Kraft. Check this. And, Joe, was that the dude that left, like, the – you remember how we, we read through some of these? Mm. And there was some – I think that's – is that Dalton? Dalton Miller? No. No, it's not. Is that please, Dalton Miller? Dalton Miller, please respond in the comments if that is you. Yeah, it looks like it's Dalton Miller. Well, he's the man. Dalton. <laughs> Dalton – I met Dalton at the senior bowl. He was a good dude. So Dalton called somebody a square. And we read through probably ten of our favorites this morning, Joe. And that one was on the list. Uh, congratulations, Dalton. You can hit us up for you. But we have a lot of questions. Joe, if Rashawn Evans does not fall to Pittsburgh Steelers take. Yeah. I like this question a lot. And, and it's interesting because it seems like when we talk about the Steelers and what they're going to do at 28, it's linebacker, it's safety. And I get a little nervous about that because the best player on the board might not be a linebacker or a safety. Yeah. 
And both of those positions are pretty deep in this year's draft. So um, on one hand, you just got to take the best football player available. But if the other, on the other hand, if you're going to be locked into linebacker or safety, I think Rashawn Evans is that last first-round linebacker that I'm comfortable taking. So I, I shift gears to the safety position. And for me, the guy that's most likely to be available, because Derwin James probably not going to be there at 28, is going to be Ronnie Harrison from Alabama, who uh, can do a lot for you, coverage guy. He can tackle. Uh, he reads it clean. Uh, he he's, does all those interchangeable things I talked about uh, with uh, Justin Reed. So for me, if they're going to stick to that, you know, we got to get a safety, we got to get a linebacker. Ronnie Harrison's the next best possible thing. Although I think Rashad Evans is a is a equally valuable player, but I I want them to get a linebacker. I just don't know if he's going to make it. Yeah, uh, and we we talked a little bit about this safety group talking about Justin Reed, but I've got the rankings up here, and I'm looking at. Mika Fitzpatrick is in tier of his own for me. Then I've got Derwin James as a, still a very strong tier before that. Then I've got a group of one, two, three, four, eight safeties that are separated by a very small margin for a guy like Ronnie Harrison. Testing, I'm interested to see because this is a very tight-knit group of Armani Watts and Justin Reed and Ronnie Harrison and Jeremy Reeves and Jordan Whitehead and Deshaun Elliott and... Jesse Bates from Wake Forest. So there's a lot of guys here that can separate themselves if they have good testing at the combine. I don't hate that pick. You know, I'm not going to be a guy that says, oh, well, oh, Ronnie Harrison was my 37-28, so they didn't optimize it. Like, it, it's – I understand these guys are all drafting off their own specific draft, with their own mm-hmm. specific scheme needs. So if they like it that much, I'm okay with it. Joe, you can see these questions, Yes. Yes, I can. I'll get yeah, us going on. on the next one here. Um, this one comes from Mark Schofield. I like this question. Favorite day three quarterback. Kyle, I'm going to take honors just because I am. Ooh, Chase Litton, man. It's Chase yes. Litton. Yes. I, 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 went through, I went through all these, these, these day three quarterbacks lately, right? And I consider Kyle Aletta a, second, a, a day two quarterback. I don't, yes. He's not in this yeah. tier. So, so I'm ripping through these dudes. I'm ripping through Mike White. I'm ripping through Kurt Banker. Uh, the JT Barrett's, all these guys. And then I finally get to Chase Litton. It's like a breath of fresh air. I see some traits I like. Um, I like that he's got some some rhythm to him. You know, when you see this guy get into his pass sets, there's a, a rhythm, there's a purpose behind what he's doing. It seems like he kind of just has that baseline ability to just drop back and survey the field. I like his... I like his accuracy to an extent. I think he's got some mechanical stuff that he's got to work on. I like his willingness to test man coverage. He throws really good on the move, uh, which is really exciting because that's what something I really value in a, in a backup type of quarterback is the guy that I know that can get outside and extend plays, and he can do that for you. Um, so, look, I, I get it that he's got some, some issues. He's got some warts like any day three quarterback. That's why they're a day three quarterback. Anybody that's uh, worth their salt gets drafted you know, day two or earlier, but – I, I like my I like my chances here with a, a skill set that's worth investing in, and I think that his issues compared to a banker, compared to a Mike White, compared to a Tanner Lee, these types of guys are a lot more worthwhile of an investment than, than some of these other guys. I have a take for you, Joe. I don't think you're going to like this very much. Okay. I have Chase Litton. You're going to say Mason yes, Rudolph, aren't you? You're going to say yes, Mason I Rudolph. Yes, wow. I have Chase Man. Litton rated, and it's locked in. Like, run the numbers you know we, we've got, got the film score it's the most important piece I got experience I got production the only thing I'm waiting for for quarterbacks is the physical size and athleticism rate which is a normalized adjustment based on your size how good of an athlete are you compared to 
the quarterbacks uh, that have come through the combine draft process over the course of 10 years, I think, is, is what my data is now. So it's like 5% of quarterbacks. So it could be like Josh Allen, Mason Rudolph can get a perfect, and Chase Litton can get the lowest possible score you can. And Chase Litton's going to have a higher score. So I'm sorry. I know that that cuts close to the core for you, but I did want to get that out there. Just- can we move on to the next question? I, I, that's a lot to yeah. take in. You Wait, wait just to – just to make sure we got this clear, Kyle Krabs has Chase Litton, the quarterback from Marshall, rated higher than both Mason Rudolph and Josh Allen. Right now, join T-Mobile and get an unlimited family plan with Netflix included so you can watch in more places than ever before on your phone, tablet, or TV. Plus, buy one Samsung Galaxy S9 and get one free with 24 monthly bill credits so you and your family can binge your Netflix favorites on your new phones. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE or visit a store today. Unlimited data on their network. Video streams at 480p. Small fraction of customers using over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speeds. If you cancel balances due, well-qualified customers, full price, 720 plus tax. Finance agreements required. Netflix for two screens. Terms apply. Yeah. All right. We're getting yeah, hot here. We're getting hot yeah. here on a Friday night, man. Yeah. I like it. Listen. Listen. He's got, he's got good tape. All right. Let's see. Is Tim Settle a day one starter? Listen, we got yelled at from John Ledyard liking Tim Settle. <laughs> Ledyard thinks that um, Tim Settle's kind of wrong. I don't necessarily disagree with him. He does spend a little too many plays on the ground. He's more of a traits guy as compared to a guy that you know what you're going to get coming in right off the bat. Uh, my comp for him is uh, Jordan Phillips, which is appropriate because Jordan Phillips is a guy that's kind of taken some time to adjust to the NFL level. Phillips, uh, weight management issues and uh, consistency issues, but... When it all comes together for Jordan Phillips, very impressive, even front, one technique. And I think that's what you can get with Tim Settle, but that's probably a guy that you're going to have to accept as a redshirt sophomore as a young kid. Kyle, I, I'll be honest with you. I didn't hear a lot of that because you were going in and out of my ears, but I'll assume that you knocked it out of the park, and I'm going to move on to the next question. Uh, I like this one here from Kyle Fellows. He says, at offensive guard, Quentin Nelson and Isaiah Wynn seem to have all the buzz. Hernandez seems to be the third. Who are some of the other day two guys you like at guard? And Kyle, I don't know what's going on. I don't know if that was some something funny in that, that sip of whiskey there. It was but, not. It was not. It was the take. It was the question. Oh, okay. Well, because guard number three. Guard number three is Austin Corbett from Nevada, if, especially if you're looking to do uh, more inside-outside zone. Uh, Kyle and I both recently got to Corbett's film, the Nevada guard, and he is a good, good football player. When you think about like uh, what Nevada produced in Joel Batonio, when you think about uh, Ali Marpet, that type of an athletic guard, guys that can really make blocks on the second level in the perimeter, um, he's really uh, he's really he kind of has that mentality that you're looking for in an interior player. The way that he fires off with intent and gets his hands located, uncoils through the hips, accelerates his feet. This is a guy that wants to move bodies and um not only does he have that power component but he does a really good job working his hips around to make sure that he's square and, and really seals those lanes obviously he's a left tackle and so he's got that type of mobility uh to to pass block and slide his feet and shut down gaps uh which will which will serve him really well on the interior so he's a guy that i like a ton uh, the other one's wyatt teller uh, uh his 2016 tapes better than his 2017 tape he didn't have the performance i was looking for at the Senior Bowl, but uh, there are some flashes with him where you see a lot of the things I just outlined with uh, with Corbett, with the mobility, with the power, um, 
you know, a, a two-way player, that guy that can run in and pass block and, and get out on the move. He's When you watch that Virginia Tech offense, they really ran a lot of things right through him and asked him to be the lead blocker, and they moved the pocket and bring Wyatt Teller around to be that extra blocker outside the tackle. So I, I love – I love offensive guards that can move and have the power component, and I think you get that in Wyatt Teller and you get that in Austin Corbett. Where should Anthony Miller from Memphis play in the NFL? Is he purely a slot guy? Uh, my opinion here, I think he can play the Z. Uh, if you're not familiar, X is your prototypical strong side of the formation guy that's on the line of scrimmage, has to tackle a lot of press coverage, guy that's getting the safety roll to his side quite a bit. The receiver is the weak side receiver. He's typically set away from the strength. He's a guy that doesn't have to fight through press coverage as much. He's that speedy receiver. Takes the top off the defense and can get vertical. Uh, I think Anthony Miller can do that because of how good he is as a route runner. Pretty effective at the line of scrimmage. That said, if he gets a guy that's in his hip pocket pretty well, he has a hard time shaking. Functional strength when he's on the hoof running down the field is not his best rate. Kyle, I like this one here from our Alberto 1018. Where will John Kelly be drafted, and he's an interesting evaluation. I know you like him a ton. He's been into your top five running backs at, at, at one point. Um, I like him a lot, too. I think he's that guy that you, you think about waiting for and getting later on, and a guy with three-down ability, super balanced runner, a lot of power. He sees the field well. He can pass block. He can catch, run inside and outside. The thing about John Kelly is that I don't think that he's going to have a very dynamic athletic skill set. I think we'll see that next week in Indianapolis where, you know, he's not going to wow anybody with his athleticism, with any of the numbers he puts up. He's not going to be super big. He's going to be 5'9", 5'10", 210, 205, and that's going to hurt him. And he's also got, you know, the, the marijuana state citation this year, uh, which is something that I've heard that he, you know, he's, he's – that's something that he enjoys, which is a problem at the NFL because it is not legal. And, and that I know that his first love is skateboarding. And I know that that's kind of a weird thing to be talking about, but these are the kind of things that are going to push him down uh, the board. Um, so I like John Kelly a lot. He's a guy that I pound the table for in the fourth round to, to be a guy that I think has feature back upside, a three-down player. But I think that when you talk about where he's actually going to get drafted, I think it's going to be much lower than he deserves to be. Yeah, you got to be able to draw that line, especially with what we do. We are not a group of evaluators that tries mm -hmm. to project the results of the draft. You know, how are we going to sit here and outgun NFL Network and ESPN for insider scoops on who the Denver Broncos are going to take in the first round of the NFL draft? It's just not. It's not feasible, and that's not what our passion is anyway. We love the film study, Joe. Like you said won't get drafted as high as the abilities will give him, him the ability to be if he lands in the right spot and stays out of trouble. Uh, speaking of running backs, Joe, I don't know if you have a chance to see Mark Walton yet or not. Mark Walton impact the game as a receiver, impact the game as a rusher. Uh, he's a guy I really like in outside zone concepts because of how explosive he is off of his cuts. Obviously the injury that cost him the second half of this year going to be a, a thing teams are vetting hard because they haven't seen him on the field since the injury, so they need to make sure that mentally he's clean. They need to see how he tests, uh, what his explosion's like. I like Mark Walton. Do you get the right team that's looking for a toolsy running back? Maybe end of day two? Well, I can't see him going much earlier than that, but end of day two, beginning of day three, I think that's a really nice sweet spot. I like I like Mark Walton as well. I got a chance to see him pretty recently in, in uh, my, my film study, and 
Um, I think he's got a little more power than you expect. He's a little bit thicker in the lower half yeah. than, than yeah. I thought. So that was that was nice to see. Um, you know, he makes really super tight, you know, he, like fluid cuts in tight quarters, and that's really important because not everything's going to be perfect. And when you can kind of find that space, uh, not necessarily because you barrel through people, but because you know how to be shifty when things are, are closing in around you, I thought that was something I really appreciated in Mark Walton. Kyle is, um, I think, glass number three here. Kyle, this is an interesting question. Uh, I keep going back to yes. Alberto 1018. Uh, he's got the best question so far, it seems. Uh, which player in this draft will benefit from limited playing time in college? And he gives Alvin Kamara as an example. I know that oh, you talked man. about, like, Josh Jackson maybe comes to mind here. Um, uh, maybe even a John Kelly comes to mind here where he hasn't had a lot of touches. I mean, naturally, I think we gravitate towards running backs with low tread on their tires just because, uh, you know, it can be a benefit to them because they come in without yeah. that that pounding. But I, I really thought when, when I was thinking here, not necessarily that they benefited from not playing much in college, but they had a small sample size, which showed so much in that sample size that I was still very excited. And I think, I think that guy is Josh Jackson from Iowa that only had one year as a starter, but he had eight interceptions, had a million pass deflections, and you saw – a guy that had advanced mental processing skills for the way that he was able to diagnose route combinations, squeeze routes, pin him to the sideline, really work into throwing lanes. I mean, his his mental processing at cornerback was really advanced for a guy that only really has one year of production. So I don't get nervous about the one-year starter, the one-year wonder label or anything like that. I think that uh, Josh Jackson's a guy that don't don't discriminate because he only started for one year. Devon wins. Oh, my God. This guy, a monster as a contested catch receiver. This is a big boy. I'm disappointed after watching the film after the fact that we didn't get a chance to see him down at the Senior Bowl because he is big. He is tough. He has some bunnies, as the, the kids are saying these days, some hops. Okay. He can get up there a little bit. Listen, it's a basketball term. Don't okay. Hold it against me. It's man, I had no idea what that meant. I'm glad I know now. Yeah, man. So if you hear me reference. Bunnies, I'm talking about vertical ability, okay? So when, when I'm at the Combine next week, if I'm checking out bunnies with guys' pictures, you know it's a guy that jumped well in the vert, Joe. Uh, seen him in the red zone a couple times, go up and get some balls. C. Roberts091 wants to know who is the most complete slot. Oh, uh, Rashawn Golden. Rashawn Golden, Tennessee. Really? Okay, now this is interesting because that's a guy I keep hearing about, but I haven't watched him yet. I'm going to say M.J. Stewart. That's a good answer. That's MJ number two for me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. is he? Okay. So, M.J. Stewart, uh, why don't you tell me why Golden first? But not. I couldn't hear you. Okay. Why don't you tell me about Golden and why he's your nickel defender one? Um, I just think he's so complete. I think it's, I mean, the, the answer is the question. Who's the guy with okay. the most uh, upside in man, in zone, in run defense? I mean, it's Golden. I, I think that – He's super instinctive in how he can can like mm-hmm. di- di- diagnose route concepts immediately. He doesn't get fooled. And like one of the things I really value in the slot corner is not being able to let your face get crossed easily. And so he's super physical at the top of those routes. And so you know a lot of these slot guys are trying to get a quick uh, quick uncover with an inside release or a quick out or something like that. He's not going to give that to you easily. So he challenges that with physicality. And he, I mean, he's just a horse against the run, man. He will, he will attack downhill. 
and, and make tackles. So love love everything that he offers from an inside perspective. We're going to come with more excuses to give away more copies of our draft guys very, very soon. But the best way to keep up with that is to hit that subscribe button on the Draft Dudes podcast. Follow along with us. We are about two months out, Joe. We got March and April here. Uh, draft is the last weekend in April, so we're getting very close. Do not be fatigued with the draft takes. Just come to your <laughs> oasis, which is ndtscouting.com. We will take great care of you, we promise. Talk to you next week, boys and girls. You've reached the High Fashion Hotline. Hi, my family's going to a concert in the park, and we want our style to be the main attraction. Rock over to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, right now get up to 50% off jeans from 15 bucks for adults, 10 bucks for kids at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Up to 50% off jeans for the family? That's music to my ears. Plus, now you can get in and out of the store in a flash with buy online, pick up in store. It's fun, fast, and free. Styles that take center stage and free pick up in store when I buy online? Old Navy, here we come. High Fashion, Old Navy. About 720 to 729, select styles only. Right now, join T-Mobile and get an unlimited family plan with Netflix included so you can watch in more places than ever before on your phone, tablet, or TV. Plus, buy one Samsung Galaxy S9 and get one free with 24 monthly bill credits so you and your family can binge your Netflix favorites on your new phones. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE or visit a store today. Unlimited data on their network. Video streams at 480p. Small fraction of customers using over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speeds. If you cancel balances due, well-qualified customers, full price, 720 plus tax. Finance agreements required. Netflix for two screens. Terms apply. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.